Hello, I'm Jordan. And I'm Dom. And welcome to the Pass Back Podcast. The Pass Back Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pass Back Podcast. Here we are for episode number seven. Cool. We've made it, Dom. But I'm I'm having big deja vu, aren't are you? I feel like we've been here before, Jordan. I can't remember why. Yes, it's um. Well, we've got some explaining to do, but we are back and we are are bigger than ever. And and there's a reason because I'm I'm joined by not one, not two. Oh, oh wait a minute. Actually, yeah, yeah. No, I'm joined by two. I'm joined by two people. And who is it, Dom? Who is joining us this week? Well, I'm proud to introduce the most famous person from the podcast. No, it's not Pep Guardiola. It's Alex, the listener. Not not the lion, if you know Madagascar. The listener. Um, yes, so Alex is a good friend of, of mine. Um, we work together. Um, he plays FPL. And this is his first time um, befriending Jordan. And I'm quite worried about it because... They're going to realise how similar they are and um, try and get rid of me out of this podcast any episode now. So uh, welcome, Alex the Listener. Hello. Uh, I was going to say, Dom, maybe, you know, when you say about the friend thing, we're colleagues. Oh, oh OK. OK. <laughs> well, uh, Jordan, will move it on. <laughs> this is a great introduction. This is absolutely yeah. fantastic. We're already we're already bringing the banter to, to Dom already. It's fantastic. And I'd like to just mention that, don't worry, I will listen to this after. I'll hate my voice, but I will listen to it. So you won't drop any uh, any subscribers. I was going to say, it's, it's actually very interesting that the listener has become the talker now. Do we have to change Ooh. your name? How the turntables. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yes, they have indeed. Ooh. So, well... Thank you for joining us, Alex. And Alex is as disappointed as we are that there was not an episode last week. So a bit of explanation is needed on on that. I can tell you that it was an absolute epic podcast, probably one of the best. You would have all loved it. There was just so much. It was jam-packed of content, but they are the lost tapes because when I got back to editing it, there was a, a massive amount of distortion and crackling on my uh, recording, which was quite disappointing. And then it was a, a matter of trying to go to the backup audio and that was unusable either. So we had a, a bit of a massive problem there. So now a few a few changes as a result of that. I've now got two microphones with backup backups. So that's that's good. We're we're safe in that that way. And also we're now recording on a Monday uh, so that we have a bit more time to be able to fix any problems if we do have so. How are you feeling about the Monday, guys? Um, it's a Monday. It's <laughs> it it happens every week. That's it. It works like works on a regular basis, doesn't it? it? Seems to be something that comes around all too often. But what that does mean is that we are before the Tuesday deadline. So we're gonna be talking about some stuff. But by the time you're hearing this, you're probably seeing that we were completely wrong, um, because some of the games will have been played by that point, won't they? Can I make an observation? Yeah, go for it. Thanks for telling me it's a Tuesday deadline. Do you not follow the Twitter? No, that I, don't, was a I meme forget and to everything. look on Twitter. I forget to look on Twitter for weeks. Apart from um I've got 
I've got alerts on the pod, pass back podcast, of course. Oh dear, Jordan. Well, this is going well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cool. move it on. <laughs> move it on. I think that is a good idea. So we shall move to our first section, an old favourite, off your chest. And so you have the three of us with things to get off of our chest. So Alex, as you are the guest today, I think it's the right thing to do is to let you go first. Why, thank you. Well, what I thought I wanted to get off my chest is something that nobody ever talks about, or they don't seem to talk to me about it, is team value. I think looking at your team value is so underrated because we all want to find the cheap underrated gems the left fpl legends like pascal gross that season or meet you going back about 10 years that are so cheap and best player in the league but it's really hard to find that and like in real life generally the money you spent correlates to success if you get better players they're going to cost more money unless you think of Yang, which the least said the better but nobody really talks about team value and it's not that hard, I don't think, to try and sort of chase the 0.1 million here or there because you can get apps that tell you when someone's going to go up in price or down in price. So if you were already going to sign them or sell them, it just gives you an idea of when to do it. And so if you're clever with it, you can get a team value of 104, 105 million easily by the end of the season. And that is a massive difference. That's the difference between a uh, ZH or a Salah, something like that. And so it does make a big difference, I think, and nobody really talks about it. To quote someone that we're not sponsored by, every little helps. We are not sponsored by Tesco. And that's it. Dom, have you been playing Alex our, our lost tapes? Because that's exactly the kind of thing we discussed last week, wasn't it? I haven't. I was a bit freaked out when you suggested that would be the topic. I thought, oh, that's that's what Alex wants to talk about when he comes on. So it's actually worked out all right. See, I didn't I I didn't listen to your windows for nothing. Yeah, maybe he is like maybe he's got the tapes, the lost tapes. He knows. Well, yeah, so team value. There seems to be two schools of thought. Though I you either go one way and go points over pounds. Make as much information, don't get caught out. And you'll you'll let your price suffer through the week so that you don't get caught out by making an early transfer, or you go for it and uh, try and get an extra few million in the bank. Uh, how do you do it, Jordan? Do you go for go for money or do you go for information? Well, what I go for is well, value does factor in a little bit, but what I usually tend to do is take the number of hits at the beginning of the season. I'm happy to take a few four-point or eight-point hits just so that I can get um, those players in that are going to rise in value very quickly. And then for the rest of the season, sort of leave it in a stable situation so that you sort of... Because that's what seems to happen. The, the value as the season goes on, in the middle of the season, the value st- seems to not move as much. So I won't take the hits at that point, but at, try and get as much value in the beginning and then roll with that for the rest of the season. I think it makes you happier with your team come February, March, end of the season because you've suddenly got so much more freedom and you can actually get the team how you want when it's always a compromise for the first half of the season. Yeah, so last season I tried to go for uh, points over pounds 
so that's making transfers late in the week to make sure you don't get them wrong. Um, don't get caught out by an injury, a midweek injury, rotation, whatever it is, even if it's point one, and, and so, you, so it's points over pounds. And I had such a bad team value come the end. I had about 102, I think was like one of my finishing value. So it was absolutely terrible. And I was really let off the hook because we had some amazing bargains. We had Lundstrom at the beginning of the season and then Greenwood and Enketia at 4.5 strikers playing. Um, kind of saved my bacon. We're not going to get that this season. Uh, we don't currently have a four million pound playing defender. We don't have a four. Well, we have Brewster, but he only gets one point. So does he count as a four point five striker? Um, so yeah, I think this season has really got to avoid those drops and uh, chase that money. That's why it's it. It's all about the money, isn't it? That's it. We want to. Well, I usually find that it goes in hand in hand. So if you have a team that has a good value, it's, it's usually because you've got some good players on your team because uh, lots of people have usually tried to jump onto the bandwagon and uh, as a result, the value has gone up. So it's a, it's an interesting one. I think you sort of have to take it as a more general subject than than really focus on it because as we're going to go on to see, it seems to be a bit of a, a dark art, as you, <laughs> if you could call it that. Cool. So, Dom... What mm-hmm. do you have to get off of your chest this week, then? Well, I definitely need to talk about Pep Roulette. I've put my eggs in the city basket, hoping that they're going to repay me. Um, and uh, I started with Cancelo, who was part of my wildcard reasoning. Definitely a great option. He was City's second most attacking player after De Bruyne. And then he got dropped. <laughs> And uh, I was faced last week with the blank with Villa out. I was in a really bad position with Cancelo out as well and injuries. I only had nine starting players in my squad, like two weeks after my wild card. So that wasn't a great position to be in. So I transferred out Cancelo for Mendy, who took his place. And then what happened? Cancelo and Mendy played. So there was no point in me taking that hit. In fact, that hit cost me. But I thought, it's okay. At least I'm set up now for future game weeks with Mendy, who's definitely going to have the space. Pep Guardiola said after the Spurs match, something has to change. That something seemed to be whipped on the left from the fullback, from with a left footed Mendy as opposed to a right footed Cancelo, which allows Sterling or whoever is playing left wing to pull further inside. Uh, it didn't work. He played Cancelo again this week, this time at left back instead of right back. So I feel a bit stupid for trying to play the pet roulette. It's just not working. And so I'm stuck with Mendy, um, and I think I'll just ride him out for the next two or three weeks and hope that I get it right. Because if I if you change, you know he's going to play and play well. But if you sell him, oh, it's just nothing you can do, is it? It's, it's nothing you can do. Pet roulette. Ugh. It's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Cool. If only we could like maybe send him messages directly and be like, uh, can you put this player in by any chance? That would be absolutely fantastic. That would. I wonder if Pep maybe has his own FPL team that he switches around, and uh, and as a result switches all of his players as a result of that. Yeah, it's almost like he doesn't care about FPL. It's annoying. I think the opposite. I think that uh, he does care about FPL, but his whole purpose in life is just to annoy FPL managers. He takes. He looks. Looks at all the Twitter and the subreddits and everything, and decides. Right, they all think I'm going to pick this guy. So, I love it. I want to troll him. I want to wind him up, and he'll pick someone nuts like um, Fabian Delph at left back or was it right back, and then he actually becomes good at it. I. I mean, if if that is true, you heard it here first. It's a. Uh, it's an absolute revelation here on the Passback Podcast. 
Alex the listener doesn't only stalk us, he stalks Pep Guardiola. Yeah. I mean, no. It's quite a commute. Oh, we've got Zoom these days. I think on that note, actually, I think we should move on to the um, to what I was going to uh, talk about then as well. <laughs> we'll leave it on that revelation. Um, so I was going to talk about picking a captain. Um, it's, it's a tough situation this, uh, this season to be able to pick a captain, and it seems to be getting tougher. I've, I found that last week, well, especially after um, the last game week, um, uh, game week, uh, which, which game week was it? I've completely forgotten my numbers. Uh, anyway, the one where loads of loads of the uh, premium uh, assets they all they all game week bought 11. returns. Game week eleven, that's one. Thank you, Dom. <laughs> um, so we we had uh, yeah on game week eleven all the premium assets they returned, and that was absolutely fantastic. But it actually made the the choice of who to captain for the next few weeks really difficult because now you've got so many different options available to you. I mean. M- after uh, Leicester's performance against Brighton, I mean Vardy's looking like a very good option because this week seemed to be his week, so um, he seems to be very informed. But I don't know about you guys. Are you finding it tough to pick a captain? Um, so Go on, Alex, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I was waiting for a, a Dom to come in. I so I'll let you have this one this time. You're so kind, thanks, mate. Um, sorry, so... Alex, Jordan will edit out all of this. Ready, three, two, <laughs> all the one. Wonderful. I am generally Go. a. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> oh dear. Okay. So I normally set and forget, Captain. I get it wrong every time. All all my FPL life, I have always picked sort of one week out. I pick a guy who um, doesn't do anything, and I swap over to a guy who hauled, and then they've swapped over the next week. One hauls and one doesn't. It always happens. So now I just set and forget. It usually is a high scoring, high points, uh, sorry, high high scoring, high value midfielder like Salah or Bruno and then just stick with them because otherwise I'm going to go mad trying to get it right. I think that's a good idea. So I am terrible at captaincy. Whenever I check the season stats at the end, I'm always the no, like the lowest I know of people on Twitter for captaincy points. Interestingly, my vice captain the last two years has outscored my actual captain by about 50 to 100 points each season. So I'm trying to do a thing this season where I pick my vice captain. And it's quite hard to do because uh, you can't really pick your vice captain as your captain because then it changes. Um, But I think the thinking is you, you have what I call bus team clarity. So when the game refreshes early in the week, um, you kind of you're there what about 12 o'clock on a Saturday if it's a Saturday morning deadline you look at your team it's refreshed you pick your team you set your team up you move your bench options done you don't think about it you do it in seconds and you pick it then all the games happen and suddenly you have all of these things in your mind like oh my goodness City are terrible United are amazing Spurs are terrible Liverpool are amazing Fulham can beat anyone they're incredible things like that all these things change but actually the next week isn't going to play out like that week and all the noise that comes in it just seems to make you change. So I've been trying to pick my vice captain. And the way I've been doing that is been trying to pick a captain for a few game weeks and stick with that person. Don't change my, basically don't change my mind through the game week. I'm not very good at that. So three times this uh, season, I've already changed my mind through the game week. And three times it's failed. 
So interestingly, I think maybe there is a reason behind picking your captain before the other game week's fixtures, before the other game week's results interfere and all the noise interferes with you. And maybe even pick them for a few weeks in a row um, if they've got a good run of fixtures. So yeah, maybe it's harder to hit a moving target like Alex thinks. So um, I'm terrible at captaincy. Don't listen to my captain shouts ever. There we go. Dom gives us a very comprehensive answer and then tells us to listen to none of it. (laughs) 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 uh, Thank you for that. I I think I I do feel better after getting that all, all off my chest and I hope you do too. So we shall now move on to, I guess you could call it the main event. We're on the attack. So Dom, are you looking forward to this on the attack? I am. So this is a rite of passage. Uh, we have a guest on the listener and we're now, this is, this is the key bit. This is on the attack. We are going to take your squad and tear you apart with it, Alex. You're going to have to defend your squad to the hill. We're going to show you just how terrible it is. And it's a rite of passage you must go through as a new listener. So go Yay. on, Jordan. What did you have queued up for Alex's team? Well, I had a, a, a quick look over Alex's team. And, I mean, my first comment was, well, it's, it's pretty all right, actually. There's not much I can pick apart from it. But I did notice a few things, um, specifically with your de- your defence. So my first question is, why why have you got Dallas in your team when Leeds, well, they're quite attacking-focused and they're they're more than likely going to give up goals. They're they're not too worried about that. Their their main focus is on getting those goals, isn't it? Yeah, Alex. Why do you have Dallas? Explain yourself. <laughs> so um, I've had Dallas since the preseason, and so I won't be proved wrong. Uh, no, there is more to it than that. Um, he was quite cheap and starting, and people said that he was good in the championship. Uh, so I thought I'd take a chance as a bench fodder. And early on, they did concede loads of goals, but they seem to have actually tightened up a bit. They don't let in anywhere near as much as they used to, give away as many chances as they used to. And he's not really a defender, is he? He gets a lot of attacking returns. So I don't always play him, and it's usually the wrong decision. He gets points when I leave him on the bench. But I think uh, for the price and being a bit of a differential and how many attacking returns he gets, I think he's decent. Yeah, I don't want to defend Alex, but um, I think he is kind of right. Leeds were terrible up to game week eight because Calvin Phillips got an injury and then he's kind of come back and that seems to have helped Leeds' defence. They've had two or three clean sheets in the last few weeks, apart from the last week uh, uh, because Cock got uh, injured and they had to put Dallas um, at right back as opposed to he's been playing centre midfield for the last few weeks. So he's not actually a terrible shout, but um, I, I think avoiding the Leeds defence isn't also a terrible idea as well. So I think you're both right on that. Go on. Um, Jordan, I have to... Oh, hold on. Let me bring up something I've noticed. Alex, what is with your bench? You have so many points on your bench every week. Do you not think about bench fodder? Do you not... Do you, do you just... This week you had, what, Martinez? You had, like, two Dream Team players on your bench. Oh, yeah, Suchek, that's it. So, so you had 20 points there and two players sat on your bench. Does that not cause you emotional distraught and pain? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think... <laughs> um, the problem is I always make the wrong decision. I think that probably ties in with uh, the theme of your podcast, which is don't do what we tell you. 
but I always make the wrong decisions. So I added it up because I've got so annoyed by points left on the bench. In the 12 game weeks so far, I have got, I've left 159 points on the bench. And if I'd been, if I'd been clever and picked the right players, because of course some have scored that would have been on the bench, I could have been at best 119 points better off. Which is really, really annoying. That's like enough to put you like nearly top of the overall. That's mad. All right, mate, don't rub it in. It just goes to prove my theory about FPL, which sums it all up. You can't predict the future, strangely. When you see people get it perfect, like a random triple captain, Patrick Bamford, when he hadn't done anything, or triple captaining Ollie Watkins when he got that uh, hat trick out when he hadn't scored before. It's just proof that you can't predict the future. Those people are time travellers. They've got the sports almanac from Back to the Future and they're, they're gaming the system. I'm completely with you with that. It seems to make no sense that someone would just lob that onto there. I mean, it's exactly the same thing for um, Zahar and Benteki. Because um, like, they would all get a triple captain. You, you, there's no doubt. I mean, people tweet the Premier League, um, the, the fantasy Premier League, and ask, oh, how many people have triple captained that unexpected hat-trick scorer? And there, it always is. So, yeah, I think you're right. There must There must be something like that. When you get some defender who never does anything and suddenly scores four goals and gets a clean sheet out of nowhere and he's terrible the rest of the season I just don't understand it must just be a stats game how people get it right but yeah I'm I'm terrible on the bench Dom's made me sad oh I'm sorry that, <laughs> is, that is a shame to hear <laughs> yeah yeah see you later then <laughs> well to be honest about two seasons ago I did the goalkeeper rotation so you bench one play one depending on the fixture, I could not get it right. I just, so sometimes you think, oh, I should have, I shouldn't have benched him. Why did I bench him? But if you made the right decision based on the information you had at the time, that was the right decision. So you did what you could and there's nothing you can do. You just can't predict bench players. That's that's why I hate them so much. <laughs> we hate bench players. That's what you should take away from this week. I think we've got a title there. Oh dear. <laughs> Come on, Jordan. Uh, Give Alex another punch. Oh, okay. Go. Are you ready for this one? Uh, where Where is Zuma in your team? Why have you got the two other Chelsea defenders? Uh. Well, I never got him because I didn't trust Chelsea's defence. They were rubbish. And then suddenly they're actually getting points. So I brought in Chilwell when Trent Alexander-Arnold got injured. And I thought, well, here's a guy who's getting attacking returns. And then later on, I brought in Reese James because it just it was someone that fit with the amount of money I had. And he at the time was being reasonably decent. And lately, they're not on as good form, but they were opportunity signings. And I don't think there are many decent premium defenders at the minute. So, yeah, in hindsight, I should have got Zuma. I should have started with him, but... I didn't trust Chelsea's defence and they were all over the shop until Thiago Silva and uh, Mendy came in. So I feel like I should have signed him at some point, but these are opportunity signings. I still don't really trust Chelsea. It just so happens I have two of them in my defence. Yeah, I think you've got a, a pretty uh, annoyingly pretty solid team there, Alex. It's, it's quite a good team. OK, one last thing and then we'll let you go freely to continue the rest of the podcast. 
Um, where are your Spurs assets? Ah, oh, what did you do with them? Dom, dom, dom. So, someone in this podcast, Uh-oh. in this virtual room, Uh-oh. very meanly, rudely, convinced me Spurs their form won't last. Man City have much better fixtures. Do you really think they'll keep on scoring like they're scoring? And I actually listened to him out of the kindness of my heart and took out Son, who has been amazing. And he's only been gone one week. And I brought in Kevin De Bruyne, who did all right last week. But I already am regretting it. I'm already thinking, oh, I should have not done that. I Can I undo it? Can I already waste the transfer? And I know Kevin De Bruyne will be good, but that is my um, my top tip, my hot take. Don't listen to Dom. Well, Jordan, that was very mean of you to give Alex that bad advice. Um, <laughs> I apologise for that. I mean, yeah, I've been banging that don't get a sp- any Spurs players drum for, for all the episodes, haven't I? God. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, I do have to question, why did you... Oh, mind you, actually, I thought I thought City were going to score big this week against Man United, and they didn't. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're if you clever, this is the week where Son plays Liverpool, so hopefully this is the week he doesn't score. So you, maybe you could hold it one more week, the transfer, I don't know. I think Kevin was good last week, was or the week before, wasn't he? The first week I had him in, mm. but since then, I'm just regretting everything. Oh, I was two weeks, so you had his uh, goal and assist from him? I think so. I can't even remember. Yeah. It's all becoming a, a depressing blur. It does certainly feel that way, doesn't it? I've got something to tell you guys actually related to Spurs. Spurs. Um, I mean, I, I had uh, two free transfers for this coming game week, so I, I made my my changes, and there I was with a striker ready to switch out. Um, I've, I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I've taken out Werner because he's not returning anything, and oh, my finger was hovering over the the Harry Kane button. I was going to go for the the Kane Son matchup, but I haven't. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I keep on saying that he is a good option, but I don't know why. I just keep on not going for him. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyone's better than Werner. He's so overrated. Yeah. Do you remember the beginning of the season when he was essential? Everyone was going, he scored 500 goals in the Bundesliga last season. He's going to be amazing. And then he just seems to just miss every chance he gets. So anyone would be better than Werner. Sign Andy Carroll, mate. Oh, it's Andy Carroll time. Ooh. It's my favourite time of the season. Only lasts about a week before he's injured again. Well, I've got someone um, actually in with a really terrible name. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Is he the highest goal scorer in the league? Yeah, oh, the most owned player in FPL. That's it. Had to had to be done, didn't it? Dominic. Yeah, he's continuing his form. Well, I think you've um, you've done pretty well, Alex, at uh, fighting off uh, our. Of attacks there so you you've done uh, an admirable job of uh, explaining your team and making sure that everyone knows that you have made some solid decisions there and your rationale behind them so we congratulate you Phew. thank yeah, you well, well you're your reasoning guys, now of, i don't know Phew. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys i'm going to uh drink some whiskey now to make myself feel better about my team good glad to hear it so we'll now move on to our next section and Alex can um, feel a little more rest assured now. And we're going to be moving on to Ask Me Another. So yes, we have the return of Ask Me Another and it's um, 
yeah, I mean, what are we doing? We're adding an extra person into the podcast um, because we've got three and now we're going to have another person talk as well. So uh, this question is from Dan, the other listener. And yes, <gasps> my rival. Yeah, that's it. Dan when... is now known as the other. The other. Dan the other. Well, he has he has no Twitter, so he, no Twitter handle to get wrong at this point in time. So uh, he has an intriguing question, so we'll just have a listen to that. Hey guys, long time listener, first time leaving a message. One thing I don't understand about FPL is transfers. So for instance, when I try and sell Son, his value is 9.2 million. I can then use that 9.2 million to buy new players. But his value to buy is 9.5 million. So where's my extra 0.3 million gone? How do you make money in FPL if you can't sell at the higher price? Okay, so this is an interesting one, isn't it? How does value work? How, how do you make money when you, you you can only... It seems to be that you can only sell players for less than you, you've got them. I was confused by this um, when I played it to Jade. She was like, that's a really good question. I've been wondering that. Alex, you, you seemed to have a take on that, didn't you? What did you think? Yes, well... Um... It is a mystery. We're not supposed to know. That's it. But Dom, <laughs> I, te- I send it to Dom, and Dom's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. I know exactly the answer for that. So go on, Dom, enlighten us. Okay, so the question, uh, well done the other, Dan the other, for buying in Son and what seemed to be 9 million. You must have gotten in quite early. That's pretty impressive. Um, so you only get half of the value for your selling value. Uh, what that means is if you buy a player at 9 million, he goes up to 9.1. Half of that is still actually only uh, 9 million. If he goes up to 9.2 million, you get to sell him for 9.1 and so forth and so forth. So if you hold on to wait for Son to go up to 9.6, then you get him for, get to sell him for 9.3. I guess what that does in reality is discourages people from jumping around, makes you hold on to your assets, which makes the game a bit more interesting gives you something to think about going oh do i really want to sell that person i've put i've built up a bit of value in him um or oh i want to sell him before his value starts dropping uh, so uh yes uh but yes as alex list, uh, pointed out earlier use the apps such as fantasy football fix and the website such as and uh, fpl statistics um they get they do algorithms to predict the prices going up and down and that is based on player transfers. So that is how many people are bringing them in minus how many people are selling them. So uh, how they're going in the market basically up and down. Now it's a mystery how it works. Even the algorithms get it wrong sometimes because I think Alex is completely right. Uh, I think sometimes FPL towers just make it up for their own uh, benefit. Oh, I want that player, I'll keep his uh, value held or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's the point. So basically you only get half of the value when you sell them it is a bit rubbish i i certainly use the fantasy football fix app it's very it's a it's a good one i mean it is fairly reliable in the way that it, it tells you it gives you alerts to when they think that it's going to start go, going up or if a player starts to drop so you you can sort of um see the trends happening and maybe pull a player out or or bring a player in um before the value changes and they usually I, w- I wouldn't say 100% accurate but they're they're quite accurate they do put their percentages actually on their website of, of how accurate they are 
and they are they are quite high in, in that and it's also just a useful app because it gives you live um, scores for your your team i mean we're not sponsored by them but if they would like to sponsor us we're we're open to an agreement aren't we uh, so yeah, it's a, a good good question. Uh, I have a follow-up question for you guys. The, the fact that it is so complicated and the whole value scheme no one seems to know, do you think that contributes to the factor of what Alex said earlier, that not many people really take that into account or talk about it? Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? I guess maybe if it's really hard to predict, you just discount it altogether and ignore that part of the game and focus on the points aspect of the game. I do think it could be made easier, maybe a, a warning that that player is going to go up or down so that you don't get surprised you turn on in the morning and there's panic. Um, or maybe instead of them going up every night, maybe they can go up before and after each game week. Um, yeah, I would prefer that to be better. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think that it's confusing and it puts people off. And a lot of people, there are the ones who set the team once the, and never look at it the filthy casuals as I think they're affectionately known but a lot of players are quite casual players they don't want to go into that detail you want to just think oh I like this player I'll bring him in and see how he does against my friend's team and not everyone is as much of a fantasy football nerd as we might be so I think that it is off-putting if it was a bit more a bit like VAR if we knew what was going on we'd like it Oh dear, he's brought up VAR. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. turning into one of those podcasts. <laughs> Sorry, had you tried not to? Let's VAR move it on. That's it, yeah. You give a guy an inch and he takes a mile. Oh, come <laughs> on. I'm never coming back on here, am I? <laughs> he mentioned the V word. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so we shall move on thank you dan for sending in that question and we shall move on to our, our next section which is a big favorite of ours wife watch oh no yes watch. yes dom it is that time and we know that you are going to enjoy this week go on you go first okay well okay all right then first um well, this was the first week that Jade uh, actually forgot about the deadline, so she didn't make any transfers. I did tell her. I did do my husbandly duty and um, make sure to, to tell her about that, uh, but uh, she forgot about it. So I'm going to try and make sure that she remembers it for Tuesday because her team is getting pretty injury-laden, actually, at the moment. So she's got Ziyech, she's got Jota. Both of them have got the, the red triangles of Doom. So they are, um, they're definitely out for a little while. So I think um, she might need to start making some some double transfers. And uh, I, I'm not sure if she's aware of, of the wild card and the different chips, but she still has the wild card. So I think uh, it could, I, I mean, she could make some impact. I might, I might try to explain it to her. I'm not, I'm not sure um, whether she might go onto her websites and find out about that, but you never know, she might take advantage of the double game week and, uh, maybe pass Dom as a result of that. Yeah, Em's still got her wild card and she doesn't want to change her team though, so she doesn't want to use it, um, because she likes her players with silly names. Um, <laughs> Alex, what did you have to bring to Wife Watch? Um, well, I think I've won, oh, I've, either I've won or I've lost Wife Watch because I don't have a wife, so that might just disqualify me instantly. 
But I've noticed um, in leagues that, you know, have a lot of um, husbands and wives in it, the wives always do better and the husbands get so fed up with it by the end of the season. But I think it's because they do well because they're humble and they know they don't know much about football. So a bloke might think, oh, well, Kante, he's a really good player. Oh, I love him. Oh, he'll be great. And you sort of think, I know about football. I know what I'm on about. And you end up putting in someone who's not very good in FPL. But I've noticed that the wives often in the leagues will watch the scout videos and read the scout articles and they'll bring in players quite smartly. And so the husbands are like, what? You read that? You watch that? Thinking, I know what I'm on about. But they're pretty good actually because, and they do quite well because they actually take the time to do the research. Unless you're Emily showing Dom up by, um, I think, fluke, unless there's something larger going on. It's it's getting a bit weird now. Um, I think you're very right. Um, it works for Jade. Uh, she's definitely reading the Scout articles and things like that. Um, whereas Emily is not. She's on a mission to try and prove that you don't need to think about this game. You just put in the highest point scorer in the 10 seconds you think about it every week. And... Um, and 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 win now she's not done amazingly apart from every week she plays me in our family head-to-head league which is every three weeks so three occasions this season sorry four occasions now this season we have played each other in the family head-to-head league and four occasions she has beaten me and this week was just utterly utterly terrifying so i did not do my husbandly duties and remind her of the deadline I let her let it pass. I think she burned a transfer because she had two free transfers from doing nothing for weeks. Uh, Matsuaku was injured, um, so she had Dendonka coming off the bench. Um, oh, another to make great up the name, Dendonka. They, that now you understand why. There you go, Dendonka. Uh, uh, Mini Mino is in there um, for Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Uh, Snodgrass was in there, but um, she had like fifteen million in the bank, so she could upgrade him to anybody. Um, so she brought in Kane and Son, which is just absolutely agonising watching them score um, and get the assists. The last three goals in the last two game weeks. Ugh, it's been ugh, horrible. Uh, she keeps captaining Calvin Lewin, who is, as we bought, as we mentioned, uh, actually the highest scorer in the league at the moment. Um, she ended up with three uh, Dream Team players, Kings of the Week, uh, three players that made it in the highest scoring team this week. Um, which were what Martinez, Bednarak, and Vardy, which is just utterly. Ma- I never have three players in the dream team. Uh, if I get one, and I've had a good week. How did she get three from doing nothing? And she's yeah, she's catching you up overall, Jordan. She's only about twenty points off you. She was looking at you, rubbing her hands the other night, going, <laughs> "I quite like this game. I might start playing again now." So uh, she's done a transfer. Um, for the first time in about a month and it's horrible I just don't understand how is it every time we play each other in the head-to-head she ends up with a blimer every three weeks I'm beginning to think football is scripted and that every it's on a three-weekly cycle of who wins because I'm a bit freaked out now guys maybe she has access to the sports almanac but only every three weeks well she's got it on a timeshare and she can only use it every third week and so <laughs> she's she's sharing it with Marty and Biff <laughs> oh that's horrible just get rid of wife watch let's never do it again move on move on jordan yeah, it was a fantastic wife watch and everyone enjoyed it immensely absolutely fantastic well dom i think you've had your your punishment for the, the week and um 
we'll, we'll remember this week for many years to come and we will continue to remind you um, about this for, for years and years, generation after generation. Um, so we shall move on to Stat of the Week. Stat of the Week. That was what I was waiting for, Dom. Well done. That was good. Beautiful. Absolutely fantastic, isn't it? It's it's a thing of beauty. I'm the stat man. Ba, 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 da. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm ready for stat of the week. Are you ready for stat of the week? I mean, well, you you two are. I mean, I I re- I refuse to bring a stat because I just okay. I, I don't have any um, stats. Alex, bring us your stat of the week. Well, it's been all over the internet, so probably a lot of people have seen it. But Pierre Emerick Aubameyang has scored more goals at the Emirates against Arsenal than he has for Arsenal this season, which is nuts. I think he scored the own goal on the weekend and his only two goals in the league have come away from home. And it's just crazy the way that he's done an Ozil and a Willian and probably an Alexis Sanchez and just done terribly after he gets his big contract. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's almost like once you get all the money in the world that you wanted, and uh, no, you know you're never going to get any more. You just stop trying. You'd think they'd learn from Ozil. Yeah, well, you see it all the time. Look at De Gea. He dropped off a cliff when he signed his uh, three hundred pound a week contract. Three hundred pound a week. Goalkeeper in the league. Yeah, double three hundred um, <laughs> uh, times a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I might actually snap him off if, if he's if he's that cheap. I can't start my own team. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. uh, it's an Are interesting you ready for my one. Stat of the week. Well, I was I was going to f- say something very quickly about that. Oh, um, carry on. Some some teams seem to be playing Arsenal at their um at their weak points, and um, it could be a factor of Aubameyang just losing the motivation. But it, I mean, could it also be a factor of uh, their they're pushing Arsenal wide and know that they don't perform very well on crosses. So it could be could be a factor of that. That is a good point you make, Jordan. So Arteta said about a week ago in a press conferences, uh, he's been in a press conference, he's been a really good manager up until this point, but then he said uh, something quite horrifying and very British, which was, uh, if we keep putting the ball in there enough times, then we'll, uh, we'll score some goals. It's basic maths, was the quote. It's horrible to think of this cultured uh, northern Spanish amazing slick-backed-haired person who's just going, oh, I'll just put it in the box. If you do it enough times, it'll score. He spent too much time in England. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. He, he, he was nearly nationalised at one point as well, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> um, or at least he qualified. Um, so, yeah, but the point is that um, Arsenal actually put in the other week 40-odd crosses into the box. Now, to compare that, Burnley, Palace, those kind of teams that actually do lump it in the box only get about 20, uh, peak at about 20 um, crosses into the box. And most teams teams kind of average around 15. So to put in 40 is incredible. But there's no point putting them in to players like Aubameyang, whose skill set is not in the in the air. Um, so you're completely right. He's got no chance. Um, Arsenal need to change how they're playing. So triple captain Alex McCarthy this weekend? Most certainly. Yes, you do that, Alex. <laughs> I need to get above you in the league. <laughs> yeah, go for it. We're right behind you. I'm only allowed on this podcast because Dom's caught me up. We're level <laughs> on points, so we're we're equals this week. There is no one greater, no one beneath. We are 
What do you call them? Peers. When the planets align, then you're allowed on the podcast. <laughs> so go for it, Alex. Tell us your style of the week. I just I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Sorry. Hi, my name's Dom. Um, <laughs> go on, Dom. I'm go your brother-in-law. I'm not Alex. Uh, I was... Uh, I'm. I, <laughs> it's happening, Dom. It's happening. We're replacing <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll save the stat and then I'll take my leave now I need you all to sit down for this this is quite a shocking stat um, I look through the league table for this one it's not even like a uh, fancy football scout stat um, Crystal Palace have scored more goals this season than Manchester City wow wow cool. oh did you just fall over and faint oh I hope you're okay, guys. God, how was... long did it take you to find that stat, Dom? About a second looking at the table, because you can just see. But, <laughs> yeah, Crystal Palace scoring more goals than... That's just madness. Oh, I think that's right. I'm hoping I got it right now. I'm now freaked out that I was looking at the goal difference column. Um, but either way, City are doing terrible, and I'm tripled up on them. And uh, ah, Palace are doing all right. I mean, that is because all their teams keep getting down to ten men, but... Um, yeah, City not having a good season. Not the greatest, is it really? It's uh, an interesting one. Uh, Crystal Palace, interesting. It seems to be. Um, is, is it Eze? No, I'm going to say it with confidence. So Eze, um, their new signing. He seems to have made an impact, doesn't he? Because he seems to have just freed up Zaha a bit. Um, not so much pressure on Z- Zaha, and the when defenses previously they were just focusing on him, and he was their main threat. But now. Um, <coughs> But now Eze seems to have that speed and that um, that intuition to be able to make an impact. And now uh, defences are split a bit, aren't they? And that seems to be... Well, you can certainly see that from the way that Zahar is um, is scoring a lot more now, isn't he? Yeah, good point. Zahar is the valuable player he was five, five years ago. Well, maybe not two, three years ago. Everyone wanted Zahar and now he's suddenly actually playing at that level again. He's a yeah, he he's a big is. player. He should he deserves a move to a big club like Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, um, that was Sir Alex Ferguson's. You probably heard, everyone's heard this stat, but he was Sir Alex Ferguson's last ever um, transfer, Mister Zaha. Wow. What about Bebe? There's an FPL legend if I've ever heard one. Bebe. Who's who's Bebe? Uh, that's the, the weird... point. The weird homeless dude that um, Man United signed for like eight million, and they could have signed him for about a hundred thousand a month before, and he made about two starts. And Alex Ferguson had famously never seen him, only like a YouTube video. It's wow. weird. That's pretty cool. I think uh, it's like they'd run out of ideas and needed something dramatic. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Well, thanks very much for those uh, those stats. Alex, would you like to give us your stats? Oh, no, you've already done that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that wraps us up very nicely. I mean, we are coming in nearly at the hour mark, although we did have some speaking beforehand. So there we are. We had a, a bit of a chat, introduced ourselves for the first time. Yeah, sorry, uh, guys, so I should have shut up. <laughs> we... Uh, we We've um, brought it to the end, and we want to uh, certainly thank Alex for being on the podcast. Thanks thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Alex, and hopefully we can have you again sometime. 
thanks for putting up with me that's good well if um i'm quite particular about my editing so if you listen to the podcast and you're not in it at all uh <laughs> just don't be offended <laughs> <laughs> your sound quality wasn't right on point you should have gone it. under the duvet yeah i know <laughs> i'm actually sat out in the open i haven't got a cupboard i haven't got a duvet it's uh not very professional <gasps> don't tell jordan i can't I can't believe I'm hearing this. I'm here in a cupboard with some foam and all of my clothes all around me, and <laughs> you are out in the open. Can't believe it. I'm far too fat to get in that cupboard. And I'm sat at my desk with a with a nice whiskey with the uh, name Bruce's measure on it. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, that's brilliant. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. That's um that's a story for another time. We we, we shall we shall uh, we shall regale you with that tale an- another time. I so, want to know what Steve we'll Bruce has it. to do with whiskey. Everything. Sh- should we tell them, Dom? Sh- should we tell them? All right. So it's Dom and Emily's anniversary the the other the other week, and uh, me and Jay Folks, decided to get Dom. That's it. Happy anniversary. Uh, so they uh, so we decided to get Dom a a gift, which was um, a glass that had uh, Dom's measure written on it, with uh, double measure and single measure as well. It, it just seemed quite quite humorous and yeah, cool a personalized whiskey glass wow. that's it personalized for him and we put the order through we definitely made sure we put in the right name and then it didn't give us the option to do a gift message they didn't send us any emails to um to let us know that they'd sent it out and then i, I spoke to dom after one podcast recording and i was like oh have you got any gifts recently and dom was like well we got these random ones i got this glass that said bruce's measure on it <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so dom has this this glass with bruce's measure but we contacted the company and they found it pretty funny because we found it funny as well and um and they uh they did send another one through and they got it right that time so that's fantastic but now we're in this situation that they have two glasses one that says dom's measure on it and one says bruce's measure on it so <laughs> emily has to get her name changed by depot in order to be able to use that glass amazing <laughs> That's it. The joy of internet shopping. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I think we should um, wrap it up before we've got any more tales to to um, give to everyone there. So um, uh, thank you very much for listening and uh, continue to subscribe on uh, your favourite podcast player and uh, uh, follow us on Twitter as well. So what's our, our handle for that, Dom? At FBL Passback fantastic and alex alex you have twitter scone you tell us your your handle as well um i'd like dom to uh, pronounce it please actually i would too yeah that would be good oh no uh underscore alex's twitter handle yeah i'm i'm gonna change it to one i'm gonna change it to one that is a bit more um you know spellable but um it's underscore what was i saying because that is what i say more than anything what was I saying? That's it. That's a good one. You were saying your Twitter handle. I had no problem remembering it, so I don't know why Dom did. There we are. So thank you very much for listening, if you indeed still are, and have a good game week. Good night. the FPL be with you that's the one
That's the one. Oh, Don's no, trying to get a with... new catchphrase. Yeah, I need to think of one. I was going to go with um, uh, uh, Live Long and FPL Prosper. 